Hello and welcome to the NBA year and the DFS underscore PhD show for the 24th of October. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. And today, two people have to win $100,000 or more. Maybe you chop it. It's a two-game slate. I get it. But, hey, it's awesome. Welcome to the year. We're going to do a formal um, jersey thing tomorrow for Haywood Highsmith. So for now, I'm going to do a formal putting him down from the Raptors. We're going to hang him formally in the rafters tomorrow. So for now, you can go over here next to my kitty cat, and we will go back to the rafters with you tomorrow. All right. <clears throat> so we have some news. It's a good thing that I waited a little bit to make the video. Otherwise, I would have made the same video as everybody else. Uh, but I'm on the West Coast. I didn't make this video until 8 o'clock today, which means I got the news. Bradley Beal unlikely to play in season opener and also – Devin Booker, 50-50 for season opener. So, uh, wow, we've got a lot of news. Before we get to it, and I'm going to do a little bit more of a walkthrough of Saber Sim and rules and stuff today, but this is not a regular classic slate. If you watch this video and then go and play future classic slates like this, you're going to lose a lot. Don't do that. Don't play classic slates like I'm telling you to play today. Today is different. Today is not a classic slate like regular. It's a short slate. Short slates are weird. Here is a Drew Dinkmeyer piece on how to beat two game slates in basketball. Yes, it's a playoff edition thing because of last year. That's when people traditionally tear about them. But I was just looking up, do we have any good articles from really smart dudes about this? And you do. Read the Dink Dinkmeyer article. So first of all, leave player leave salary on table. It's basically the same showdown formula now. Uh, take a big stand, leave salary on the table. These are the way we do it. Um, I'm going to also include geometric mean of ownership like I do on the showdown slates. You can choose to do that with a, a strict restriction or a non-strict restriction, depending on how much you think it's going to matter. Oh, actually, I messed it up because I did. I, I'm so used to doing this in the six slot version. I forgot that this is actually not the showdown version. This is the classic version where I want to have eight dupes. And that is a significantly less restrictive bound, 30.1. So these lineups are not going to be the ones. And we're going to have to change that bound to... 30.1. Got to make sure you're using the right formulas. When there are more players, you have a not as strict of a bound because obviously there's more. You have to hit the same eight people, not the same six people. So it's less likely. Um, what I'm calling the gray zone is this area where you've used salary restrictions. So geometric mean of ownership is no longer like an appropriate estimate, but it's an appropriate upper bound. So that's what I'm calling the gray zone is this area. I should say the other part is my settings for the slate. When I say put money on the table, what I mean is 1500 to 500. I think that's kind of, I call it the gray zone because it's like um, not quite optimal, but not quite too funny. But really, I should call it the golden zone, right? That's why I'm targeting it. I think that's where the optimal ROI is tonight. If you want to win really condo, I've been starting to call it condo versus truck money on Twitter. Last night, people won truck money, $22,000. That's fine, 30 dupes. You can keep that in your pool if you want. I'm not going for that. Last night, I tried to target 10 dupes on that uh, Monday Night Football slate with 500 up top. We've only got 200 up top, so I'm going to target two-fifths of 10. What is that? Four? Four dupes, and that's what I did. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'm playing consistently because eight, when I target eight as my upper bound, that means I'm targeting four for my median. So tomorrow, I'm targeting to have four dupes for my median lineup. It's going to be tough not to be duped. There is a pretty obvious thing to do with the news, right? We've got news that, again, Kevin Booker, 50, or Devin Booker, Kevin Booker, <laughs> that's fun. I like to do those at the beginning of the season. Bradley Beal, can't mess up his first name. Um, Daniel Beal, I don't know. How could I mess it up? Uh, yeah, so Dinkmeyer goes on to point out that projections go crazy in short slates. Like, look at the absolute scoring leaders on whatever random slate this was. Dwight Howard, Danny Green, a whole bunch of people you wouldn't have expected to get there. Mario Hazonia, which you know was ridiculous. That's a playoff game where Mario Hazonia winds up being power forward two or whatever this is. So weird, weird things happen. Have them. I'm going to play 32 lineups today. Satellite strategy. You guys know about that. What it means is I've been playing every single positive EV strat satellite for this tournament for a month and a half. As a result, I have 32 tickets. They probably cost me the equivalent of 20 tickets. So I'm not going to care when, when I say if almost every time I'm not going to get my money back when I play the big GPPs. That's why playing in them alone is not the strategy. 
you need to have the satellite strategy, some other positive EV thing you're doing to offset it, or else long-term, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, well, I don't know. If you play enough positive EV plays on GPP slates overall, not necessarily a losing game, but for me, the satellite strategy gives me the money to feel comfortable making the moves I have to make to win. Um, okay. Uh, love Josh Engelman, and he's talking about short slate GPP stacks. Correlation. Stronger. Oh, okay. Yeah, so <clears throat> this is what I've been thinking. I also think I pulled up the lines. Yeah. You can already see the line moving. Let me see if it can, has already moved even more with the additional... I was checking this to see how likely Vegas is thinking it is that um, Booker is out because the line has only moved from 1.5 to three. <laughs> if the line moved from 1.5 to like six or seven, then Vegas thinks that Book is also out. But going from 1.5 to three, they're probably just thinking it's Bradley Beal that's out and we still have Book and, um, and Durant. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, so, you know, that's, I think I'm going to play with book in for now as my build. I have him in this build. Now I've, I've docked him 10% because if he's coming in game time decision, I'm thinking there might be some, some, you know, he might not play that well, but regardless, we have Bradley Beal out. And so we have more solid values on the Phoenix bench. So let me tell you about my tweaks to the slate. Now that we have finally gotten to the actual slate. Uh, also, thank you for joining me. Um, like, comment, subscribe. It's crazy that we have over 100 subscribers just on YouTube now. And yeah, let's try to get up to, now that we've got 100 subscribers, I don't know, uh, 20 likes on every video. It's cool. We're hitting 10 a lot now. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. And join us in the Discord if you haven't already. Um, it's uh, it's easier for me to get the comments all in one place, and the Discord's a good place for that. I also post my ownerships and stuff there before the... Uh, for the slates for big slates or whenever you ask somebody keeps asking about the captains great i'll i'll post captains too automatically that's a great idea for uh showdowns well, yesterday one of, my, one of my uh number one captains was jordan addison so quite a sweat quite a sweat love all those field goals loved them loved them didn't lose me thousands of dollars all those field goals if they'd be touchdowns we be having the thousands but okay that's fine. It's going to happen. We have the other two. The, the takedowns are like the KOs going the other order in those last two fights on Saturday. We get the, we get a condo. So that's that's what I'm targeting. Condo money, not truck money, where you get these twenty to fifty thousand. I'm targeting condo money, where I split uh, four hundred thousand dollars four ways and get a hundred thousand. That's fine. Get a condo in Austin, man. That's what I'm trying to do next. I, I want to have an additional place to make this video from, some new backgrounds to show off. So that's the reason I'm targeting condo money. And this is with fun money, again, from earlier in the season. Thank you, Haywood. Um, you know, this isn't a downgrade. This isn't a downgrade, Haywood. You know, it's just just for now, because I wanted to do a whole thing tomorrow. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a whole thing. It's okay. All right, so the weird tweaks. You can see some numbers in green here, places where I still disagree with the Saberson projections. They are. Uh, what are you doing with Anthony Davis? I checked the numbers. They have the same projection of minutes for Anthony Davis and, and LBJ. Uh, but they're... They're projecting Anthony Davis for 40 and LeBron 43. No, not for me. Not at this stage in their various careers. I'm going to definitely have um, Anthony Davis is better than LeBron James. Same thing with Kevin da uh, Kevin Durant. They still have him as like the fourth or fifth best value of the slate, even with Beal out. No, I mean, with Beal out and Paul hurting, it's Durant or it's nobody for this team. So, I mean, 100%, obviously, you guys know me, you know, my general risk tolerance. I'm clearly already going to have to rerun this because one rule misfired or I miswrote it or something. But 50, I won't probably do. If he's at 30%, 60% max, even, I'll double the field is my strongest stand I can take today on that. Wow, what is the field thinking about Grayson Allen? That's just shocking. I don't, how can he really be, he can't really be 0.5% by the time this, this slate happens. That's just nuts. But Akogi, sure, that's ridiculous, but I will definitely be super positive leverage Akogi. I guess if the field is really doubting that, I will, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with Grayson Allen. He's going to play a lot. He's going to shoot a lot when he's out there. I, I guess if Book's in, you don't want that much Grayson Allen, so 50-50, but 27.5 is a bit much. Yeah, okay, so here's what I was thinking. So I built in some weird projections again. 
just like in Haywood Highsmith days. And what I've done is I know that I know it's not likely that Grayson Allen hits 27.5. I know it's not likely that Eric Gordon hits 27.5. But I think it's pretty likely that one of those two things happens, especially in this game environment with no Beal coming off the bench. That's a lot of vacated shots. And who's taking those vacated shots? Yeah, sure. Kevin Durant. I gave him those points already, though. Look, maybe if he's well, if he's not well, he can really take a back seat, right? Guy, you can you can remember this guy going invisible in moments where like there's opportunity for him just because he doesn't care sometimes. So I'm worried about that from him, even if he does play, because he's got to be full go to be <laughs> paying off his salary at this point. Um, but so that's why I've built in the maximum one Phoenix shooting guard rule over here. So for people using Saberson, you have group rules and aggregator rules that you would want to definitely use. So there's two group rules that I think are important for today. One of them is max one Phoenix shooting guard. I think one of Eric Gordon or Grayson Allen is a max, massive value on the slate. The field thinks it's Eric Gordon. He's projected for 17.5%. I don't understand this 0.5%. It's totally wrong. I can't have that here. It's clearly going to be updated. Like, let me just... I'll give Saberson the benefit of a doubt that in the last 20 minutes they have fixed Sabres, uh, Grayson Allen's ownership to be something reasonable. Okay, not reasonable to have him at 4.9%, easily going to be 5%. I just can't have my, like, thing that's calculating things. Wait, did this rule stop existing? It still works, right? It's just, yeah, it messed up because I clicked on something over here. Okay. My other rule that I set for the slate is a golden slate, golden slate small ball, golden state small small ball rule and what i'm what i'm saying here is two people are going to get extended for golden state we don't know who it is but we do know pretty much which two it is and how they're going to do it we've seen them do it a lot it's not like golden state's doing new things it's going to be either we have a massive game from we, we saw in the playoffs a few times kevon looney either kevon looney goes for like a, a 13 12 double double with a block or something in 35 minutes or we get, what's it called? Uh, oh, they've adjusted their Sarge estimate close to mine. Hmm. Uh, but the other guy is Gary Payton the second. That's what happens when they go small ball. Why is he projected for 12? Because most people are projecting the average of they go small ball and they don't, right? Which is like six and 18 for him. I don't care about they don't go small ball. I already have that covered here in the conditions, right? If they don't go small ball, that's fine. I'm, I'm doing the Kevon Looney already. If they do, and let me double check, it's always important, no more than one. If you say at least one primary player, that rule will screw you up and you will be like, why won't it work? It won't work because there's so, so few combinations where you jam in one of those players. Okay, so these are my rules. You can see some leftover rules from before. Um, other Besides the rules and places where rules are helping me parse projections that are otherwise conflicted and help it so that the overall minutes make sense in every game. I also have some projections that I just think are wrong. Everybody is projecting D'Angelo Russell based on his last year minutes. I don't think Gabe Vincent is as good as Schroeder. I don't think they're going to close with Schroeder over Russell. So, or sorry, with Vincent over Russell in any circumstances. Maybe they do. Who knows? Maybe they hate him. But this is projecting that they hate him and that they close with the other guys. So I'm projecting him to close at 32. Um, you can be less aggressive if you want to with these pumps. They seem pretty aggressive now that I'm looking at Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon being projected for more than Michael Porter Jr. And Austin Reeves seems a bit much. Let me downgrade them to 25-ish. Yeah, they're Kaminga level plays at their best. Okay. That's the other thing I do. So, like, I, there's some point per minute estimating that goes into it, but you heard it up at the top as well. In, at, at some level, your projections for the optimizer are rank ordering the players. So you should make sure you're comfortable with the rank order of the players, right? So that's what I'm doing here is making sure, yes, I understand probably MPJ and Austin Reeves have a bigger role in those offenses than is being imputed by this calculation. I like Wiggins being way above Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon upside games still. Kuminga right at that level, Akogi right at that level, all fine. Goodwin depends on Beal, right? So not, not Beal, uh, uh, what's his name? Booker. So if Booker's out, get to this man, Jordan Goodwin. Play, play, play him. Play him. Play him, play him, play him. Everybody's getting. So first of all, it's a late news situation. So to make sure that I get the exposure that I need here, what's what's his value? Am I going to get there anyway? 
probably am going to get there anyway, a good one. 66%. Okay. Don't need to worry about it. All fine. But we're going to get to a lot of exposures, I'm guessing, to the late game. Let's check it out. Aside from Jokic, which, since there's infinity value and Jokic is infinity underpriced, you should jam Jokic. Basically, if I wasn't a coward, I would play 100% Jokic and 100% Chris Paul. These guys are the best values and have a huge raw points projection. There's almost no way, aside from they get injured, where they're not in the optimal lineups. But we know almost is not, doesn't count. This is not, you know, horseshoes, hand grenades, whatever the, the saying is. So I've I've left in some wiggle room for, I think, about 16% Jokic foul trouble. That, ah, that's the other thing you can build in here. This is clever. This is clever. So I, I probably will build it in with 32 lineups. You can build in the fork with Najee going off and Jokic going off, right? So I would build in, here's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to build in, Najee goes off like kind of, what, he's in a Kogi level guy if he gets his minutes. Is If he gets that many minutes, Jokic is in severe foul trouble. So yeah, so that's what you need for a fork. But he is a worse value than the other values. So my rank ordering system puts him down here with the Gary Payton, Sarich level plays where like, Eh, no, probably you don't need to do them. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now this I feel comfortable. So once I build in the rule, I feel comfortable with it. The rule is uh, called uh, Jokic foul trouble. And the rule is a group of Jokic and Naji. And Naji. And use at no more than one primary player. And then I'll rerun this later with a Zeke Naji at 18. And you can see why this is a pl in play today. Zeke Naji at 0.3% is right. That's about right. I mean, I might goose it to 0.5% or something. No, mm -mm. can't goose it with the news we have now. With all the real, real value, like Sarich, like um, these uh, Okoki at 20%, Eric Gordon at 20%. They're in the same price range as your guy I'm telling you to play here. Zeke Naji's 3,900, right? Like he's extremely expensive for someone who has this like maybe it's 18 upside. So you're playing Zeke Naji if you play him to get massive leverage in the case where Jokic is out. And that's why it's Jokic foul trouble, right? Like it, you do not play the Zeke Naji lineup with uh, Jokic. They don't hit upside together at all for sure on the slate. Hundred In every sim. No, 99% of Sims. There's 1% where Denver just completely mashes the Lakers, and I guess Najee mashes in garbage time, I guess? So, so okay, 5%. There's some amount of chance they hit together. I don't care about those games in 32 or whatever shots. I'm not going to get there. But this overall seems reasonable to me. That's a bit much Jordan Goodwin. I don't have that much. I will rely mostly on... Uh, Saber Sims late swap feature tonight as I will be out on a date. Uh, okay. And Gary Payton. I will obviously tend to my most important lineups myself. I love, love, love late swap. And I love making that decision. So, okay. For people who are playing NBA for the first time, it's bad for you that there's late swap. It is a big advantage for Sharks who have been playing for a long time. The reason it's an advantage is they know what they're doing. The thing you're doing with late swap is not putting in the best play available to you late. The thing you're doing is two different things. If your lineup's going well, it's that thing. If, you're, if your lineup's going well, it's playing the optimal plays still. And if there's a late news, you late swap to the optimal plays. But if your lineup's not going well, you don't put in the optimal plays. That's how you lose. That You don't get as much upside. Like, you have a conditional, like, thing where you know how your lineup's going. You must factor that into your decision-making. If you don't factor that into your decision-making, and a lot of these optimizers are not factoring that into their decision-making, contest sims or whatever are fine, but they're not, they, they might be doing this. I, I think that you can do better differential analysis on this yourself, knowing what other people do than a contest sim could do. Thus, I'm still not paying up for the contest sims. I'm still just going with, um, I'll make sure I'm doing it right, small slate 50k plus. Yep. If you use the appropriate Sabre score, that's going to get you most of the variation that is, uh, uh, what's it called, ROI sorting. So granting that ROI sorting is what you want, but also granting that Sabre Sim does not know the future, you, these are just two different ways they're estimating ROI for you. They want you, the player, to make money and continue to buy Sabre Sim. 
Okay, but yeah, this all makes sense to me. Playing too much Eric Gordon, too much Grayson Allen, and hoping somebody hits some shots. Now, that's too much. I mean, like, uh, I said too much of them, but uh, I can't have all of my money depending on Grayson Allen or, or Eric Gordon hitting shots. Let's have approximately 60% of my pockets on that. That feels about appropriate. Ah, and now we cannot get there. But you know what? That's just fine because I need to rebuild anyway while I talk about something. Let me see if there's anything over here. Yeah, okay. So we got some other... I'll check my phone too to see what other thoughts I had from the morning. Did I also make sure I filled 5,000 lineups because I was worried if I would... No, I didn't quite fill 5,000. Okay. So I'm going to make the pool bigger. I'm going to go down to 48K. Just because I want to make sure I'm having 5,000 laps, I want to make sure I'm filling my pool, and I don't really have a good reason to exclude them. I don't really know what the value is going to shake out like on this slate, so up to 2,000 might be in play, and I want to have a full batch of, of uh, lineups. So, nope, nope. The other way to do that, the other way to do that is to go a little this way, a little closer, down to like 47, 49.7. Because those lineups, if you think about the win probability and efficiency of DraftKings, DraftKings is pretty efficient, and so you can think about the falling off of win probability from a likely high point around most efficient lineups. So when I think about if I want to add $500 here in less efficient territory or $200 here in more efficient but more duped territory, I'm going to go further into that golden zone, like into the maybe more of a truck possibility, but because I'm going to hopefully rely on my geometric mean filter, where I'm now expecting still, even in that golden zone, to be able to get to a low number of dupes. I, I saw somebody win $100,000 with only $400 left over a couple weeks ago, and it broke my brain. So that's that's what this is me sputtering about, is trying to figure out if I was, you know, if my instinct here is to leave too much money on the table and I should go the other direction. So now we're going to see, do we build all 5,000 in this new case with the new, yeah, hopefully we're building with a reasonable amount of, we had like 80% Grayson Allen last time because so when you do break the optimizer, like I'm often doing in these shooting guard scenarios, make sure you limit it, right? Because I don't want to be trapped in these scenarios where, yeah, okay, I'm right if a Phoenix shooting guard goes off, but if not, I am screwed, right? So I want to make sure that that if mirrors the um, percentages of if that are available publicly on the betting markets. Thus, why I'm checking the betting markets over here from time to time. It's been another few minutes. Let's double check if that game has moved at all. So that's the other thing. You can kind of read the tea leaves. I've been, if that game moves further, you can imply to yourself that book is probably out. If it moves from three when I tape this and it's like seven later, you should build lineups assuming the booker is out. Okay. So, bup, bup, bup. now I'm mashing D'Angelo Russell, presumably for leverage, but I'm only 50% confident in that play. So I will be 50% confident in that play. I'm pretty sure that they don't that they don't uh, continue to do him dirty with his minutes. He's been performing fine. Gabe Vincent's good too, though. I mean, like, so the 50-50 is part of the Haywood Highsmith lineup. Part of the reason I have all the money is also Gabe Vincent. So I can't pretend that Gabe Vincent is not good at basketball. He is good at basketball. So this accounts for him being good at basketball. We now have, yep, Chris Paul, Jamal Murray, Gary Payton, yes, I have broken the optimizer a bit and not limited it, so I'm paying for that one more time. And this is kind of a, an iterative build process for Sabersim, right? It gives you its projections. Don't just click the button. Make sure you agree with the projections. Otherwise, you're going to have a bunch of lineups you don't agree with, right? So make sure that every projection is one you agree with before you click build the first time. But don't start doing the max and exposure limiting unless you've broken it. Because the max exposure limiting... If you're a math person, it's adding more and more and more conditions to its initial Lagrangian optimization, which becomes a like big scaling problem. So it can't do it that way. But once it has 5,000 lineups, and that's kind of why pros a little better than intro, once it has the 5,000 lineups, it's really easy for you to say, I don't want these ones, I don't want these ones, and just X them out, right? It's not hard for it to find the needles once it has the haystack. It's hard for it to build special haystacks around needles. You know what I mean? I don't that was a good line. You can use that one, Saber Sim, if you're listening. All right, 30%. They're not listening. They don't, nobody sponsors this. None of this. I'm just saying, if you send me a, a thing, I'll wear it. I'll get it dirty and wear it on screen. <laughs> I had bake all morning long, so I come in here covered in baking things. All right, so 30%. I don't want to be more than 10x Gary Payton, too, because what I think about 30% chance to go small ball. 
Sure. I just make sure that all my plays roughly mirror my confidence in the plays. Kevon Looney. Sure. Yep. It's either him or it's Gary Payton. So I should have him or Gary Payton in almost every lineup, 81% of lineups. That's fine. That's a lot of Kevon Looney. Not too much. Uh, highest leverage plays. Love Jamal Murray. Not ever going to change that. Love Kevin Durant. Love D'Lo. Gary Payton is a lot. I mean, he's just under him. That's what it is. I think people are, what do they think the small ball lineup? I mean, I don't know what people think. I, I will ask. I mean, honestly, I am going to, to literally ask my council of dudes and stuff, but this is the small ball lineup. I don't know what, what else you would project. Let me let me look at my notes, see if anybody has other. So Sarich, I guess, if they put him at uh, guarding the post. There was, yeah, people thinking that was possible. Oh, right. I wanted to see, we could get, uh, we have historic numbers on foul trouble for um, Jokic, right? So, uh Oh, hold on. That didn't do what I wanted to. Uh-oh. Hold on. Oh, no. Cancel? Okay. Jeez. I think I took a... I was trying to do... We have had an old man problem where I tried to control... I tried to make a new tab, and instead I was introduced to a screen I'd never seen before and thought I might have broken my computer. So... Old man problem has been avoided. We are all very happy about it. Dang, that lineup looks good. Don't copy these lineups, though. We don't have all the information yet. And also, it's against... I shouldn't show you full lineups on screen. If I would really like it if Saberson made it so they stayed over there once I collapsed the column so that I don't have to keep dealing with this. But, yeah, all the leverage plays. Let's see the least left. The ones where I'm... My most negative play. See, there it is. Stereo Sarge. I knew that was a mistake. You can't be 0% there. I want to at least match the field on my Dario Sarge exposure. But wait, 40%. I mean, he's fine. He is fine. He's fine. I don't want to be at 0% money without him. So that's what I'm going to say about Dario, Dario Sarge. He's fine, but if we're really getting to 40%, that's I'm fine with that being one of my more negatively leveraged plays in the slate. I think it's like maybe more tournament level that he gets there. Then this is like cash level. So I wouldn't play him in cash for sure. Now my most negatively leveraged play is Jordan Goodwin, which I don't feel positively about. But they got him at 60% ownership. Eesh. I don't know about that, guys. I don't know about that, guys. Is that who benefits from Beal being out? We're going to get a lot of Jordan Goodwin shooting guard minutes, like I guess, with Booker at the point or KD running point forward? I think Goodwin's running the point. I don't think he's taking any shots. I think these other guys are taking the shots. That's that's going to be a stand for me. I'm fine with that. Uh, Booker, I think he, if he does play, he's hurt. And uh, I don't want to be at 40% Booker if he's hurt on a slate like this where he's a marginal value at best. Steph could get there. 5 to 15% is fine. Not going to make a stand. Fine with being against him because it's a first, it's first slate of the year, right? So let's be honest. A bunch of people are going to play today and go away. Those people are jamming people they've heard of. We've got 36% Steph for basically that reason. Uh, let's look at ownership. Jokic at 51%. Okay, that's higher than Steph. That's at least reasonable. All these guys are great. Up at the top, Jordan Goodman's not the same level as the other guys. So that's why he's not going to be there for me. Uh, Aaron Gordon, yikes. That No thanks. I mean, fine, but geez, what are we doing? I mean... He's a fine value, but 44% Aaron Gordon, live a little, guys. <laughs> live a little. I mean, what am I? I'm a little bit underweight. Okay, like, let me make sure I'm underweight Aaron Gordon when I talk to smack. I don't know what, what people are seeing there. That, that's fine, but 40%, that, that's a bit nuts to me. Um, yep, Clay's great. Underpriced for sure, but still Splash Brother levels. Who knows if he gets there? Kevon Looney, that, yeah, okay. Yep, fine with all these. Yeah, all right. So this, this exposure pretty much sets it for people listening on the audio. Let's go over one more time, kind of plays of the slate, over 50% exposures I'm considering are Chris Paul, Jamal Murray, Jokic, Durant, Looney, Russell, and uh, I guess AD after that, because you heard me buff AD earlier in the video. Beyond that, you know, Kuminga and Okogi, I think are definitely viable values. You heard me talk a lot about Eric Gordon versus Grayson Allen, Gary Payton too, in the case where they go small ball. I'm definitely playing all of these because tonight you got to get different to win $200,000. These are the easiest ways to get different. And honestly, I'm being way too different. Like that, how is that getting me so different? No way. I, I don't, no way is Grayson Allen going to be that low owned, I don't think. 
No way is Zeke and Hodge going to be that low. Come on, 0.1%. Give me a break, guys. We got brains in our heads. We got guys with brains in our heads. Honestly, at this point, the bump from this video alone, I'm taking to be 0.5%. So I got to put in a minimum of 0.5% for Zeke Naji, who is obviously optimal in freaking what, 5% of cases. So, I mean, sure, I'm definitely getting to 50. I'm not getting to, by the way, not getting to more than 15% Zeke Naji. I want to make sure that my optimizer knows do not build me infinity Zeke Naji lineups. We're not doing it. Okay. We are definitely taking shots. So let me give you my ranges too. When I think about a GPP lineup, a guy who is a shooting guard or somebody might go off, I think in 5 to 15%. Ismith was about 10% owned and captain, and so was Max Drews, and so was whoever the other shooting guards are. Like, I just don't care. They're all shooting guards. They could all do that. Um, then you've got your core play, or I guess cash plays. I, I don't do cash. So for me, a cash play is more like a building block to a GPP. And those are guys who are in this 20 to 50% range. These are your building blocks for GPPs. You need your Andrew Wiggins. You need Eric Gordon or a Kogi or Peyton. You have to have that value somehow, right? So those are your building blocks. And then you have your core pieces, the ones that are going in more than 50% that you know for sure are undervalued for sure. And for me, they're obvious. They're the, they're the big names, right? Everybody on the slate, everybody you've heard talk about it yet so far, talk about Chris Paul being undervalued. They're right. I mean, who knows how much he plays? Sure. But, man, this is a bit much. What are, what are we assuming he plays here? This is, I'm glad I thought about it. 31 minutes and we think he gets 37 points? Mm, not in that offense. Don't think so. So dial on that bag, just the smidgiest. I still think he is a good value and close to, if not the best value on the slate. Let me make sure that this reflects that. Yes. So even downgrading him just the tiniest smidgen, he is still the best value on the slate. Now, yeah, I, I think it's, you don't have to smash him quite that much now that I see exactly what they're projecting him for. That's a little much. I don't need him to be, I'll match the field. I think you guys are, are sharp. And 63% uh, is a lot of Chris Paul for pop. Not pop. The Spur, not, not the Spurs, the other good team that is frustrating. Uh, Kerr. You could get Kerr. He loves to do rotation PS, play 15 people or some dumb stuff. So that's why I'm lowering Chris Paul more than anything is they want to do some weird stuff with him. Is he even going to start? I don't know. He plays off the bench. They said they wanted to play him off the bench. So who knows if lost in the shuffle is Chris Paul's minutes and usage. So I don't know about projecting it for that level of usage, honestly, at this age in his, his career and this role in his offense. We'll have to see in the court IQ if he, I think he's going to be a little lower usage in this offense, particularly. Obviously, they want him out there, but I think they want him passing the ball more than driving to the hoop at this stage of his career. Do I goose Wiggins a little? Maybe. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be underweight Wiggins. I don't want to be underweight Wiggins. What are we projecting his minutes? This is just a misprojection, I think. 32 minutes for Wiggins. What do we think? That sounds a, a little bit more. We got anybody who disagrees who says exact. Because so I would think, uh, yeah, so it would, yeah, that's just a little bit more than we'd expect for Looney. Yeah, at this point in the season, I think that is reasonable for Wiggins projecting. So how many minutes was that? 32. And in 32 minutes, we're projecting him for not 32 points. Okay, so that's where I think we're going to get differential usage changes. And I'm going to change that for my next draft. I'm going to include a little bit more Wiggins, just like I'm having a little less Chris Paul. I just think that's how those units are going to run when they're both on the floor. They've told Wiggins to shoot more, and they've told Chris Paul to shoot less. So, I mean, nobody's told them. Nobody's told them. That's the wrong way to put it. But the pressure is definitely known internally for Chris Paul to shoot less in that, in that offense. He would know it. But still, I don't want to be more than... 60% Wiggins, because that's about my level of excitement about that take. So even though I think Wiggins is a better play than Paul, given their relative ownerships, you see how I wind up with slightly more Chris Paul than Andrew Wiggins. So this is just a little bit about, yeah, how, how you play a GPP where individual ownership doesn't matter to the extent that in an individual lineup, right? Oh, I don't want to put Jokic here instead of somebody else because of the individual ownership. It's part of an entire situation, which includes salary and stuff like that, and includes correlation, whether or not you've got some weird, like, let's look at our game stacks. The uh, Saberson's really good at doing this without me, so that's why I feel comfortable going over here and that I'm not going to be pantsed. 3-2-2 stacks? Okay, fine. Game stacks in the NBA? 
I don't really expect them to be as prominent as in other sports because I don't. Is one game going to blow out and it, it stay close? I don't know. Doesn't happen that much. If generally, if they blow out, they blow out, and it's not not a stay close situation. So you know, we you can maybe steer it. I assume I have slightly more stacks of the higher scoring game, which is true because the those teams have an implied team total that's higher, and that's fine. Yes, that's how you should build your. your you should see this behavior in your own um, lineups tonight. As long as you expect Golden State to score a lot of points because Phoenix is missing players and because of the general game environments of both of those teams, um, which I do. So that's the thing. Yeah, we're going to assume the late night hammer comes home for us tonight on a two game slate. We're also going to stop talking about it because I've been talking to you for like half an hour about two game slate. Come back tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to go back to full efficiency. None of this like messing around in the low dollar salary range. That is just today. That's today in showdowns. I mean, there's also a showdown today. We can talk about it a little. I might as well. It's $100,000 up top. I saw that. I was like, wow. I, I didn't remember that we did that. But let's do have a look at that slate now that it's way more interesting with $100,000 up top. You can see I haven't looked at this one at all. So beware. Okay. Yes, I, that's fine. I'll check all my rules. I'm not a dumb dumb. Okay. So let me go to utility and first all the things that I want to, I don't think I have any of my rules here because the rules are, are um, oh, great. I have my rules from last year. Hey, fun. These are all the ones that won me the actual money. So yeah, you can see they're the exact same ones you expect. Hero, lover, Highsmith, max one of Highsmith or love, et cetera, game by game situations. Um, so yeah, eh, nice tie in here. But so, okay. For the main slate, the, the, what are the moves I did? I, I moved like, uh, I was buffing, who was it? Phoenix, Eric Gordon, and uh, Grayson Allen to like 22.5 or something. Yeah, a, a Kuminga-ish level, 25. Uh, let's say 24. Hey, a little less than Kuminga level. I don't remember what it was. You can keep it consistent with the other one. You don't have to, though. Um, Jordan Goodwin, that's fine. He's going to be massive value. He's way underpriced on the showdown. Akogi... I have him buffed a little bit. I think that who cares? He can get there. Grayson Allen, 24. But when you add him, I do think it's a max one. So max one uh, shooting guard for Phoenix. Now you've seen him make this rule twice, so you're probably getting pretty good at it. But, okay, it is a little bit more tricky in showdowns because now you want no more than one of them, and you have to include the different slots as different people. So you have uh, Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon, and you go over to captain, and you say one of Grayson Allen or Eric Gordon. Or whichever thing you think is more reasonable if somebody else has convinced you there's a different shooting guard rotation here. Uh, okay, so besides that, the move, I think, is Gary Payton, which, again, is projected for a... Okay, captain. I was like, this is definitely not Gary Payton's projection. Yeah, I knew exactly what Gary Payton's projection was because I just did that one. Um, it's the same for me as Sarich. Um, and then I don't need to play any of these more adventurous plays that might not play on this particular slate because of what I'm about to do, which are all the crazy things. So Gary Payton being at 18, but then also Looney at 32, I think it was. And then I go, um, I, I add the Golden State small ball question mark rule, which is to say they either do or they don't. Can't do both. And if they do or they don't, that means no more than one of Gary Payton two. And we'll see tonight. I might have to change the rule if it's wrong. Sorry if it's wrong. But to, from last season, rotations, from watching way too much basketball, generally, they either go small ball five with Gary Payton or they go big ball five with uh, Looney in this particular situation where there's no um, uh, the, the loud one, <laughs> where there's no Draymond, sorry. I love Draymond. I'm not trying to be rude to him by calling him the loud one. That's just one of his things. Okay. Uh, all right. He, he is loud. I, don't, I hope he would not take offense to being called loud. That's definitely part of his game is being loud and annoying to other players. Uh, okay, so Kevin Durant is obviously the best play on the slate with the news about Booker. I'm still downgrading Booker on his health concerns, even though he might play. Um, if he doesn't play, remember, we're going to boost Goodwin. But that's, oh, hmm, I could have Goodwin or Booker lineups ready. But I'm just going to have builds differently. So my builds are going to be with and without Booker in. This one is with him in, but in like a little bit hurt. And so I guess with him in and a little bit hurt, well, how many minutes are we already projecting for Goodwin? It's going to be a fair amount with Beal out. We're already projecting him for 21.3 and Paul, uh, and sorry, uh, Booker for 33.5. 
So if Book gets a couple less and Goodwin gets a couple more minutes due to the in the illness, that's kind of where I wind up at. And yeah, I'm seeing Goodwin is almost unimpossible to ignore value on the yeah on the showdown slate. We got Goodwin, Sarich, and Chris Paul who are kind of in play. I guess you can include a Kogi and Eric Gordon. They're way low owned for captains. If you want to own a hundred thousand dollars, definitely in play. Um, I, I'll take Kevin Looney too. I four percent is way too low. What's the chance they don't go small ball? Thirty percent at least. So, in that in that in those situations, he's certainly a candidate to be smashing smashing the roof off the place. Um, it's, it happens ten percent of the time or something. So, aha! It happens ten percent of the time or something. Aha! I don't want more than ten percent of those lineups. See how your internal dialogue can become your external lineups. Kuminga's a great play. Nurkic, haven't talked about it. Don't know what to do with him. Nah, yeah, he's a tournament playing captain because who knows? Don't know what to do with him. Um, right, and then I, I, my other play was a little more Wiggins and a little less Chris Paul for that unit. That's what I think the usage will be based on. I, they're not going to let Chris Paul shoot threes. No offense. He's not, he's not as good as Wiggins, though. So he shouldn't be shooting them. He may shoot them. At 6.6% captain, I don't think I get to Chris Paul. Yeah. Well, no. Okay, I do. I do. I do. Now, the question is, do I get to any Steph? I think so. You think you have to allow some Steph because uh, of the possibility he goes off. But again, I don't think I'm even as into it as you guys are. I think 20%. No, 15%. 15% chance that he hits the amount of... Uh, upside he needs to win because he needs a lot of shots to go down to be better than guys who do more than shoot. He does a little more than shoot, but you know what I mean. He mostly shoots. Especially as stars go, right? He's he's almost the most shooting dependent of all the stars. We're never talking about a triple-double with what rebounds? Come on. I mean, that's why we have Draymond Green as a guy. If, he, if Steph was a guy who did everything, we wouldn't need Draymond Green as a guy who did anything. Uh, okay, I don't think I've even clicked build yet. Oh, right, because I haven't hit my dupes condition. And my dupes condition, we need to first check the field for this nighttime sleep. What is its size? Let me just, I'll walk you through. We're over here in the geometric mean sheet. You should build one too. Here's how you build it. Do you see the, all the columns are here. Let me zoom in for the old people. All the columns are there. You can see, right? This is the, uh, the bottom one is showdown. The top, so bottom one is showdown with six slots. Top one is classic with eight slots. I don't care if you copy this. Copy it down. Make your own sheet like this. Do you see the, the columns and stuff? You see the formula. That's how you figure it out. You put in the number of duplicates you want. Make it about twice the number of duplicates you actually want if you are also using salary restriction. If you're not using salary restriction, then I don't know. It's tough to say because your estimate's not even a good estimate if you don't use a little salary restriction. And then if you use a lot of salary restriction, it becomes an overestimate. So who knows what it's going to be for the slate and where the various numbers are. Okay. But for the showdown slate, what? All right. For the showdown slate. Wow. Only 23,500 guys. So with only 23,500 guys, I might be able to drive for strict uniqueness. Yeah, I think I am. 20.9. So that's, a that's, and you saw me put in two dupes, right? So strict uniqueness, two dupes. The reason is, um, I think that with salary restriction, the dupe, uh, the implied independence that your dupes calculation uses is no longer correct, and it becomes an overestimate. Thus, the reason I put two in, I was throwing away too many good lineups that were uh, had a lot of salary on the table. So, okay, uh, max two dupes for 100k premier, and uh, you should make two different versions of this. This, since this is the late slate and doesn't depend on the early slate, let me uh, first finish doing the first thing I was doing, which was putting. Uh, my own geometric mean, no more than, and then I go back to the sheet because I don't remember 20.9, but that rounds up to 21.0% because it's in percent, even though it doesn't say it there. Thanks, guys. Okay, so max two dupes. So why did I do max two? Let me double check that was made sense. Right, because I wanted one because I want to win $100,000 tonight. Condo money, condo money, condo money. Okay, and let me say that this is book in. So that's my build, book in. And then I'll hit play on it. Book in, confirm, and then I'm going to hit play, and then I'm going to build another one in a different area. And I, you know what? Let's build 5,000 lineups. Let's put them in the gray area. So what do I think for showdown slate on this one? Probably 49,600. You can go a little higher if you want to. I think it's 
not necessary. 47,500. That's probably too low for optimal ROI. Let's get 48,000. I'm only going to pick out, I think, a few, four. Am I going to do a 20 max? No. All right. I'm just going to do top four laps for myself. And yep, 10 to 50,000 entrants. All right. Go ahead. Now, you will also want to do a different one where, oh, right. We can't do the cloning thing I want to do until it finishes doing infinity laps. But for your own purposes, you will want to go like this. I think new build might mess up old build for now. It's not going. But anyway, you want to do a book. This is my book in. You want to do a book out build. It's 50-50. And then you come back and it's not a tr not no trouble at lock, right? Like you don't have to think, oh, gosh, I need to do 10 things to my four lineups, 10 lineups, whatever. No, you just go to the other list, copy, paste. By the way, if you are doing MME for the first time, do not miss the videos on CSV uploading. Don't, uh, I did this for the first few days. I was doing it. I was like, oh, I'm fine. This must be what everybody's doing. It's not doing it. You, you know how to use computers. You know how to use Excel. You're an old person, probably. Everybody watching this video is very tightly centered around the 30 to 40 demo of men. I definitely welcome the older audiences, the younger audiences. I'm trying to make shorter content. I'm going to chop these up into TikTok soon, I promise. Uh, okay, so that's enough for you guys. But for the NBA slate, you go here. You get NBA Classic. You download. You you open up the file. It will have some, a bunch of pictures of, uh, you know, it has your lineups in it. You know what's in the file. It has your lineups in it. So you open the file. You open the file. You you, you type in NBA 1024. Yeah, I'm going to have 32 lineups. Um, 32 lineups. So you have some sort of system of naming that you impose on your lineups. And then when you have put them in there, put some dummy lineups in there in the morning, like I'm going to do, you upload the CSV. So make sure it's had a chance. Number one, make sure you exported it. You won't be able to upload the numbers file or the Excel file. You have to export it as a CSV. Then you upload it here. The same uh, principles apply on FanDuel. I'm not initially doing FanDuel content because eh, I'm only doing a few lineups, but I have been told it's a little easier over there. So I kind of recommend it to you guys for the same reason. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely going to be playing. Get a little nibble over there on FanDuel. Oh, sweet. Lineups are done, and apparently 191 options. Not a ton of lineups, but these look pretty good. Okay, let me hide them. Let me hide them. Let me hide them. Let me hide them. <laughs> okay, so these are my bookend lineups now. Uh, clone the pool, because some of the changes I do want to keep, and I'm going to call these my book out lineups. So book out. Because if book is out, we have to redistribute 56 points. Now, obviously, yeah, probably not exactly. Yeah, okay, my bad. That's his captain usage. I thought that seemed like a bit much. Book's out, so we're, but we're redistributing 40 points, and we're redistributing it primarily to Jordan Goodwin, who now goes up to an amazing play, best play of the slate. Easily best play of the slate. You jam him. You jam him everywhere. You put 100% Jordan Goodwin. You begin every lineup with Jordan Goodwin. Don't do anything on the slate in showdown without Jordan Goodwin at all. He's the best. So anyway, just to make that clear, as much as I possibly can, if Devin Booker is out. You jam Jordan Goodwin and some other stuff, right? And my other stuff all goes up. So first of all, we get some weird backup point guard minutes for like, I don't know, like Saban Lee or something, right? So we get like, I don't know, four backup minutes for like Saban Lee off the bench. Is that the guy who's was going to get it? Maybe? I don't know. It's pretty deep in the depth charts to be diving, but yeah, and he's not even good enough value to really be out there. But it's 0% leverage. I don't know. Maybe he gives you a little bit of leverage in the book out scenario. So fine, but we still have six points to go around to what I think will be. Yeah. They will do some point Kevin Durant for sure. Uh, Kevin Durant becomes easily the best play on the slate. And I think both, I think Okogi comes off the floor less. And I think the upside for Gordon and mm, no, no upside for Gordon and um, Allen remains the same ish because Book vacates some shots, but Durant's going to take them. I don't know. It goes up a little. It goes up a little. They're, they're a little bit better plays with Book out. They're still not better plays. The reason that I was hesitating is that I still think this bucket of plays is the same. So now I'm just going to have that bucket have more points. The, the bucket is Allen, Okogi, Gordon, and Kuminga. I think all those guys, and again, I still have my my uh, either Gordon or um, Grayson Allen play. Ah. Almost time for the, the Madden Sims, guys. You should be having an alarm go off every two hours. Every two hours. No, no. So I'm going and resetting mine to start again in two hours. 
And I'm checking the VIG, checking the current NFL Madden showdown. Do we have any good free money? Yes. Pitch and putt. I will take it. And then I go over to the classic. Is it over 100% overlay on anything? And no, the pitching putt is under 50% overlay. All right. So a bunch of quick math and we benefit. Now we go back over here to, yeah, this is fine. Saban Lee will not be at 0%. You guys have all been listening. There are sharks other places. He'll be 0.5% or something. If book is out, I still don't want more than 5%. Please, please don't build me more than 5%. We get to Eubanks. Uh, yeah. Okay. But you see the, the general changes that we have here. Now we have a clear best play of the slate lock button lock button somewhere. He's somewhere for sure for you, Jordan Goodwin. Um, in the case with the other guys out, it doesn't have to be lock button. In the, oh, right. If I lock button him in the utility, that's actually no good because that means he can't be a captain. So not going to lock button him, but we'll get there anyway. Yep. Same. No, it's not the same salary range. You leave more salary on the table in the case where Booker is out because uh, of obvious, right? I mean, like it's just a lot more value in the case where Booker is out. So you don't need to play around with the gray zone. And since we're not playing around as deeply in the gray zone, I think we can be a little bit less restrictive. So let's say max, like uh, mm, further down the gray zone, it's probably a third. So max three dukes. And eh, it's not enough, not enough to beat on the boat. We'll keep it at the same rule. And cause it'll just be that way. Cause we'll have so many weird plays. So we're going to still, be restrictive on our max dupes. And if we're going to be restrictive, we might as well include some more of the gray zone. So I don't know, 49.3, 49.5, maybe even fine. It's tough to say. And, and the lower limit is I want to get some Jordan Goodwin captain lineups and I want to make sure we have enough money left on the table. So that's why I'm thinking 46 versus 46, 45. If you're not doing one of these value captains, then you don't need to go that low, but okay. And depending on how quickly this goes, I may or may not share the results of this because it's been almost an hour. Thank you for sticking with me, guys. Please like the video again. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, although 60% of you are. It's awesome, guys. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate your uh, viewership, uh, contributions in the Discord. Some of you are running experiments, letting me know the results. I love that. I'm not going to share the results unless you tell me it's fine. So if you're sharing a result with me, it's fine. To just be, you're just sharing it with me unless you tell me you want me to share it with the group. Otherwise, you could have shared it in the Discord. So I'm assuming you've come to me in private for general, like, oh, dude, I did a cool thing. And I'm definitely on board for that. I we I have a few dudes like that myself who, you know, we, we talk and I, I distill lessons to you guys, but I can't, I wouldn't tell you the exact things I've been told because it would betray confidence. Okay. Uh, I think I've said all I need to say, though, about the book in, book out scenarios. You should build it yourself. You shouldn't be copying these lineups anyway. So... At this point, I'll say you should definitely read a little bit more about tonight's weird, weird slate. There's a couple good articles by both John, Josh Engelman and Dinkmeyer out there. But remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us. <laughs>